Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Gail. Welcome to Friday I'm in Love, Monday I Post Podcast. We're in the middle of Shakespeare and World Cup soccer season, so this the next couple of podcasts are going to be a bit more conversationally ranging. Rather than talk about one topic, we're going to kind of give you an overview of what's going on right now, which is football. <laughs> which is what we call soccer in this house. Yeah, we've... we've, we've well, I, I was following... I guess it started a couple World Cups ago. Yeah. <laughs> when I got really into it, when we did soccer in the comedy of errors, when we did the comedy of errors with soccer hooligans. That was 2014. Yeah. That was. The, it was the Olympics before that. Yeah. What? No, it was. It was right the before. men's World yeah. Cup. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. So it had been the Olympics before that that I got really hooked. So 2012. Yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, Maki's stepping in. <laughs> yes. Maki, our tuxedo cat, is blocking possibly the microphone right now. <laughs> so if you hear a strange noise that sounds like purring, it is actually purring, and it's Maki. <laughs> who, yes, is named after a character in Love Live anime, but that's largely because that's the name she would answer to. And also, she sits in the middle of a room and hisses at the boys. <laughs> who skirt around her as far as possible. Yeah. When she's doing that. Yeah, and that was like one of the first things she did when we bought her home. So it just seemed very appropriate, the name. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've discovered that cats pick their own names. I don't know how it works for any of you and your pets. But mm-hmm. for us, from the first, we were going to name Hildy Piper because she purred like an airplane. But no. No, Hildy's the one that stuck. Hildy's the one that stuck because mm-hmm. she used to help us read the Sunday paper. And mm-hmm. Gil was a big fan of my Girl Friday. My Girl Friday. And so we said Hildy, and Hildy liked it. Mm-hmm. That was our first pet. Mm-hmm. And then we went in search of a Pongo. Yes, we did. Because Pongo is a wonderful name. Yes. And that's from P.G. Woodhouse. And so we went in search of a Pongo, and we found him. He was mm-hmm. like orange, he was a great ice cream, orange and white ice cream creamsicle <laughs> of niceness. Well, he was. He had he that. He was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was the best guy. We didn't even realize how much of the best guy he was until Hildy passed, and it turned out Pongo had just been hiding the fact <laughs> He spoke English and other things, or he understood what was saying. So he, well, Hildy was a bully. Yeah, she was. <laughs> and Pongo was her pet because she thought she was a person. Maki, however, is not a bully. Maki's no. just grumpy sometimes, but mm-hmm. not right now. No, right now she's rubbing up against the phone. Yeah, and purring. So aside from that, cat summer. We also have a Bennett who is named after Connie Willis's Bellwether. Which is an amazing book, and you should read. Yes, and we have a Duff, who is named after Duff Goldberg. Goldman. Goldman. Yes, because we used to watch Ace of Cakes. Right. (laughs) Because Ace of Cakes was entertaining, although I don't ever want to eat anything that's coated in that much fondant. But personality-wise and artistically and Mm -hmm. design-wise, it was pretty amazing. Yes. Because we used to watch the Food Network a lot. Mm -hmm. Now I watch the Great British Bake Off and not the Food Network so much. Well, that's because we cut cable way back and we don't get the Food Network anymore. Yeah, but it kind of got... It wasn't as much... Duff was good and Lorraine was good and um, the woman with the holiday bake-off stuff. Mm -hmm. That was okay, although Bobby Dean was really iffy as a host. Um, Great British bake-off, much better. Well, the people are nicer. Yes. And the technical challenges are amazing. That is so cool that they do the technical challenge and they judge it blind. Blind. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's something you don't see on any of the American shows. No, 
No, and there seems to be a general goodwill amongst the competitors, which you yes. never noticed when we were... Yeah, it's just... We watch it with breakfast. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Although we miss Sue and Mel. Yes. Well, yeah. Sandy and uh, Neil. Noel. Noel. They're getting better. Noel is also very entertaining on the IT, IT crowd. <laughs> Of course, yeah. it's kind of disconcerting if you've been watching the ID crowd, and then he shows up on the Great British Baking in show. In daylight. In daylight, yes. <laughs> Outside in daylight. And it's like, what? <laughs> the ID crowd is very funny about a um, these two guys who are the IT department and the woman who d- gets is hired to manage them, them and is put in charge of them and knows nothing about computers and mm-hmm. it's just this it's a it's one of my favorite workplace comedies i know mm-hmm. people say office english or office american but the it crowd is one of ours because yes well, definitely they speak to us mm-hmm. they do yeah <laughs> the key to any or the, the key to fixing nearly anything including sometimes relationships is to turn it on and <laughs> turn it turn off and, and turn, turn it on, on again. again turn it off and turn it back on again <laughs> So what's new? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, we've got Shakespeare going on. Yeah, we've we did. We're doing a bit comedy of our own going on, mm-hmm. which is always fun. And yeah, Midsummer is one of our favorites. Yeah, Midsummer is the play that got me hooked on Shakespeare at like the age of ten because it's just amazing. It's mm-hmm. full of magic and mischief and love, and mm-hmm. those are all things that should win. Yes. And there should be more of. Mm-hmm. And then there's also climate change in it because Titania's got this huge mm-hmm. speech where she, well, Titania and Oberon are the king and queen of the fairies and so have been around for the, since the beginning of time or having an argument because when you've been around since the beginning of time with someone, you have arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're fairies and you're having arguments, you change the weather. Yeah. And so there's a speech about how the nine men's morris is flooded and you know cat. and the the mortals want their winter here yeah. and about how the seasons are out of order mm. i'm a fairy of no common rate the summer still doth tend upon my state and it's really hard to hear that speech and read that speech and try to plan around that speech and not think of climate change or climate collapse or What's going on? So we started a five-minute every Friday podcast with the students for Fridays for Future students in conjunction with the Fridays for Future student strikes. So that's also, if, you, if you're subscribed, you've been getting notifications. And we're just going to take five minutes every week and talk about one climate change issue and one suggestion that you can do or that we have done. And mm-hmm. check in with the planet because it's a Friday and we love the planet because... Like the tick says in one of an animated episode, it's where he keeps all his stuff. <laughs> and this is where I keep all my stuff, so I want to keep keeping it. And uh, I do touring, we do touring Shakespeare because the York County parks are amazing and it's great to be outside. And the actors, they, when you take Shakespeare, Shakespeare like raises the bar for actors and they can go so far with it. But when you take them and you take the Shakespeare and you take them outside and you take a play like Midsummer and they're out under and the only roof is the sky, you just get these amazing nights. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing like it. And I always thought that a lack of auditionees might be the one thing that the show was would get the show in trouble. But it turns out, no, it's 
possible heat warnings. And we've been, we had a lot of tornadoes in May, actually, finally. Everybody in the country had a lot of tornado warnings in May. Yeah. So hopefully we will not have to have a tornado protocol like we have a heat protocol now. But so anyway, we started uh, five minutes on Friday about the climate. And so you'll be seeing notifications about that. And then we will be doing this regularly still. Mm-hmm. So that's midsummer and a nice segue. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. We went to see the new Godzilla movie. Speaking of another segue from yes, climate, isn't another. it? <laughs> huh. That's another segue. Uh, and the monsters were so cool. Yes, they were very cool. Mothra was beautiful. Mothra was gorgeous. And I've gotten Mothra to be a gay icon on Tumblr. <laughs> uh, yes, single-handedly Michelle has done this. Yeah. Well, apparently people were into Mothra before. We found a new bookstore, and so we now have the Godzilla and Mothra movies that I, I'm sure I saw as a small child, but because we found I was saying that I wanted to watch the Mothra movies again, so we instead of we blew off uh, somebody else's Shakespeare and found a new <laughs> bookstore, and it's got. Godzilla and Mothra, the battle for Earth. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, and that's the three-headed dude from the movie. Monster Zero. Mm. And Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, which sounds like a double date. <laughs> Giant mm. monsters all out attack, mm. which is so cool. So that's what And we're all watching. this on one DVD for $5. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, sometime we're going to do a Godzilla thing. <laughs> But after we watch those and remind ourselves, but American Godzilla movies have too much reference. Well, it's the same thing with Legends of Tomorrow. Or Legends of Tomorrow. I was thinking that it's the focus on the white dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Brian Cranston said at the Tonys last night. Finally, a an old straight white dude gets some. Gets a break or something along those lines. He was speaking ironically. Of yes, course. he was. Good. You might have to clarify for some old straight white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> old straight white dudes don't listen to our podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're not old. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. But um, yeah, Godzilla, the the Japanese actors in Godzilla were great. The monsters in Godzilla were great. But there were way too many close-ups of the white guy. Yeah, who was not a member of the team and was obviously not a member of the team, and yet the team deferred to him. Yeah, it, why does that always happen? If there's uh, a white guy, I've noticed it at every single studio still from a movie. If there is a white guy in the picture, he is in the exact center of the frame. And if... Whether he's the only person in the frame or not, but when I get other photos of other people, they're not in the exact center of the frame. Huh. It's very strange. It's like they can only put the straight white guy in the middle of a picture. <laughs> it's really annoying. <sighs> Yeah, and we because we were originally going to just focus this podcast on Legends of Tomorrow, but we're going to have a much more ranging conversation. So why don't we take a pause now, and then we will come back to continue our keep the straight white keep the world from focusing on this sort of thing. We will be right back to talk Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. Hi, we're back. So, um, the fourth season of DC Legends of Tomorrow dropped on Netflix last week. Yes. It was just last week. We watched the entire season 
in a week. That's what Netflix is That's for. That's what Netflix does to us, We were yes. re-watching our way through the third season, and it dropped, and I made Gail start to watch the fourth season, even though she didn't want to, but I have no yeah, ability I, to deal with suspense. <laughs> sure. Um, so, and I wasn't really looking forward to watching the Nazi crossover episodes again. Right, which is why we're skipping them. Yeah, I know, but if the four season hadn't dropped, we might have watched them again. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, fourth season seemed to have like lost a step or something. Well, yeah, because they took them out of just they added the time bureau component. That's true, and they're in the. In that building in Washington, so much. Yeah, less fewer, less time travel, more, more, more bureaucratic stuff. That's <laughs> always exciting. Although it can be exciting, it Shin Godzilla exciting. was very exciting. Shin Godzilla was great, and yeah. that was mostly bureaucracy. Bureaucracy, but it was monsters. Japanese bureaucracy, so it was. Well, different. it wasn't focused on one person. It was the team right. dynamic. It was right. It was obviously people working together, and there was nobody told the team of misfits who were going to save it what to do. It was just someone in giving them the room to work in, and they worked together. And there was mm-hmm. much more of a team ethos, and they weren't just looking for one dude to solve it. Right. Uh, Which but, is a, so much of the problem in American. Anything. They yeah. look to one dude to solve everything. Yeah. Which is why so many people assume that they're just that dude, whether or not anybody else wants them to be. Yeah. Um, My Legend of Tomorrow, they really focus... Well, they set up... Spoiler, of course, at the end. <laughs> well, no, they, they had Brandon Routh's character, Ray Palmer, be possessed by a demon. And we like Brandon Routh in Legends of Tomorrow, but he's not a multifaceted actor. No, And the not. season before, the woman, who I guess is his wife, who plays Nora Dark, and the dude who played um, Dark, his first name? I forget. Yeah, I don't They know. were excellent villains. They Damien. got Damien Dark. They got that really nice balance of humor. Mm-hmm corny, campy, and yet, at the core, murderous evil. Yeah. And Brendan Roth just can't do murderous evil. He really can't. He just, he doesn't, it's not something his face can do. No. And his voice, and his... His body language. Yeah, he just, he just can't. And... That's not a bad thing. That's fine. But people shouldn't try to make him do that, because he's... No, it's just really not good. Yeah, which really. led up to a, the 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 finale of the third season was amazing because they tied together everything from the third season, <laughs> including with the goofiest Bebo. part of it with Bebo. Bebo, um, <laughs> and you really need to watch the third season. I mean, it's basically Bebo. yeah, it's basically a spoof on Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> And oh, is that what it's supposed to be? That I, makes sense then. That yeah. would make that was my guess because it was talking and yeah. it has the same number of syllables. And it goes, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was an earlier episode where Victor Stein, younger Victor Stein, was trying to get this for his daughter, and then it turns out that he got transferred back into time, and people started to worship Pipo as a god. The, the Vikings. The Vikings. When, when they were landed in yeah. what is now America. Yeah, but so then Bebo comes back in the finale in a big way. A big, big way, yes. <laughs> But it all works, and it's at the same time very serious and very silly and very wonderful. And, and big, so, so Legends of Tomorrow. And the big villain loses in a You didn't think the big villain could lose, but it turns out that 
it all tied together. Whereas in the fourth season, they spent... They didn't do so well with all of the characters. They they had the actress who plays Amaya come back and play a shapeshifter named Charlie. And she was kind of... And she's a great actress. And but, she did it really, really well. And But they just kind but of made her a joke. They kept joke. forgetting about they her. They kept forgetting about her. Um, which is sad. And they actually literally did forget about her in one episode. And, and go, oh, we forgot about Charlie. Yeah. Which is a very meta thing and very legend thing, but she's a good actress and they shouldn't have. Yeah. But they were too focused on um, Nate and his dad. And so the entire season was about Nate and his dad. And, and it was just too much. Too much straight white guy. Too much pretty boy. Too much pretty boy. Emotional yes. pretty boy straight. Too Double, if you count Hank as a straight one. <laughs> it was just yeah. too much, too much dad stuff. Too and much white guy and his dad. It was just... And they never really dealt with Charlie looking like a Maya and Nate having to deal with it. I mean, that was part of why he was staying off. They did do a good job of taking Sarah and Ava, who's in charge of the Time Bureau, and working on their relationship. But it still mm-hmm. felt like a side story. It yeah, was like every everything time. got put on hold so we could deal with the Hank and his dad thing and it just really overwhelmed and then they had Zari dating Hank and they have like no chemistry. Because and, Zari had really good chemistry with all of the women. Yeah, and just she and Hank or she and Nate, Nate had no chemistry and then kind and of And they forced it. And they forced it and then they forced her character kind of off the show because she couldn't bear to see Nate die and it's just like Legends was doing so much good with interesting women characters, and then this season they just doubled down on, ooh, look at the pretty dudes, and aren't they having feelings? And so that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, so we're going back to season three. We're going back to season three to watch it. Man, I highly recommend it. And maybe season four will look better the second time through. We know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll maybe. update you on that. Yeah, with Legends tomorrow... If you haven't watched any of it, just skip the first season because it's oh yes, not we, good yeah. and it's it's uh, it's depressing and really pervy. Yeah, pretty pervy, and the the they just waste some. They waste this potentially good woman character. Yeah, going. Oh, where's this guy? And having her bad, not really an ex stalker, because he's yeah. superhuman and immortal and terrible, and but all he cares about is her. It's just ooky, it's icky, super yeah. stalker pervy. So yeah. just go to season two. Yeah, because Emmy's <laughs> and and Mandel Savage again makes a surprise appearance in season four. So we've come to the conclusion that any season of Legend of Tomorrow where. Vandal Savage does not appear as automatically a better season than any season where he does. Yes. <laughs> so that's our Legends of Tomorrow rule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Katie Lotz is doing an amazing job as Sarah. Yeah, she's she is really incredible. Yeah, and the fight scenes are great. And mm-hmm. It was kind of funny because they, they made a couple of jokes about, you know, not joining the crossover this year. And mm-hmm. they came back. That came back in the last episode in it a very did. Legends way that was good. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so that's Legends. We talked about soccer. Oh, who are you rooting for in the World Cup? Let's go back to soccer. Let's go back to football. Back to football. Um, I was rooting for Australia, but I don't think their defense can carry them through. I watched the game. 
and they lost and uh, I'm really big fan of Sam Carr in Australia and I was very excited for that but they they kicked the ball back to the goalie every freaking time and that just just gonna cost you in the long run they're gonna have an own goal sometime it's that's what they you said. Are, yeah it's they almost be horrible did in the first game yeah. So I'm uh, my my expectations for Australia have been downsized after the first game. As opposed to Japan, which tied with Argentina. Argentina played an amazing game, but my expectations for Japan aren't downsized because it's just basically Japan. This they were in third gear. Japan can shift seamlessly into higher gears, and they do when they want to win. But I just never got the sense any sense of urgency from the Japanese team. I didn't get the sense they couldn't do it. I didn't get particularly get the sense that they wanted to. It's just. They're frustratingly beautiful to watch because they have amazing ball control, but sometimes it just seemed like they were, you know, easing themselves into the tournament slowly. I know you didn't see that game, but... Mm-mm. So who are you... The U.S. plays tomorrow. Who are you rooting for? Anybody? <laughs> Not particularly. I mean, I guess the U.S. is always there. They don't have anybody I really can't stand this time I think <laughs> I don't really know them enough mm-hmm. to say and Megan Rapinoe is always great yeah Megan Rapinoe is always great um I like England usually yeah uh yeah that's about it for me in soccer or football really so, yeah not even France or anything just England and America Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any... Brazil, you like Marta. I like Marta. Marta is very cool. I have no idea if the rest of the Brazilian team can win. They did okay their last game. I mean, Cristiano got a hat trick. True. So, yeah. They were one of the teams that won resoundingly. I mean, there have there have been a lot of close games. This first round has seemed to be closer games than other. Than expected. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Brazil actually <laughs> was got managed to score, and Marta wasn't even playing, so mm-hmm. they they came off well in the first round. I think not that mm-hmm. the first round is finished, but and tomorrow Group F starts. I think they're Group F. I'm looking. I want to know what's. I will watch Sweden. I probably will blow off the. Um, yeah, Germany. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I haven't been keeping up with the individual players as much as I used to. Too busy. Yeah, too much going on. Yeah. All right. Anything else going on in your universe? Just lots of personal stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a busy too season. Too much personal stuff. Um, I've been keeping, oh, I, there's, um, Elizabeth Warren has a digital community called All In For Warren. You can find it on her website. And, um, there's an artist group, so I need distractions from Shakespeare where people don't mention Shakespeare when I'm doing Shakespeare and not, there's not a monster movie every week to distract me. So I've been paying attention to the Artists For Warren group and it's actually kind of fascinating because they were posting something about the fonts they were using and there's so much intent behind it and they're using like, um, stuff from FDR's first campaign for president and um, also the guerrilla girls the you know the female protest artists who've been around for decades mm-hmm. I forget what but there was one graphic from 85 or or maybe wow. not no they might be they've been around for quite a while hmm. and it's very much font centered and text centered and not text 
centered and no, you know, illustrations. And it seems like a lot of the videos like Stand Up Republic does and audio and doesn't seem to matter as much as text. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because so many people watch videos with the audio off because you like watch them at work and you don't turn the audio on because you don't want to broadcast everyone that you're mm. watching videos when you're sitting at your desk. <laughs> so. Huh. Well, yeah, it just seems kind of like the printed word is back, but it's the printed word scrolling across the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's printed word on uh, <coughs> moving at it, the pace that's dictated by the video. Yeah. Oh, we also watched a rom-com on Netflix. Yes. Always Dream of Maybe. That was okay. It was... Was, the actors were charming. Yeah. I personally don't think you should let comedians write their own movie. <laughs> no. The, yeah, apparently Keanu Reeves improvised, improvised a lot. And, uh, yeah, Ali Wong and um, Randall Park. Yeah. They were very entertaining, but it did seem partly like a bunch of connected skits. Yeah, rather, true, than, rather than a smooth story. Yeah, rather than a story that developed based on personality, it was uh, I want to do, we want to do this and this and this and this and this and mm-hmm. connect them somehow, or just mm-hmm. skip to them. And there wasn't a, you didn't get a coherent feel that the characters. Yeah, there wasn't really any reason for things to move as they did. Yeah, just you needed to get to this place, or you need to get to this place. Mm-hmm. And so, yay diversity, because... Yay diversity, <laughs> yes. Massively yay diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. good. they were both very charming, mm-hmm. you know. There was The rapping fun. was fun. Hello, Pearl is a great band name. Yes, it is. Um, the rapping I enjoyed more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was a solid... Be romantic effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Netflix seems to be doing better with diversity in their movies than a lot of other. Yeah, because they did companies. that one where Lucy it Liu was the boss. Yeah. Well, there, there was it Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs. What was it, Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs? Or... Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, there. You look at Netflix, and it's such an international array yeah. of stuff. I mean, you can find anime, you find Korean dramas, you find Japanese dramas. And, and you find telenovelas, and you find... Yeah. You could probably find any... And I mean, language. I just read they dumped a lot of money into getting content from, like, Taiwan, mm-hmm. and Japan, and Korea. And, you know, they're they're putting the money into it and investing into it, and they're also investing, mm-hmm. I guess, in... In their own... Movies and American series. diversity. Yes. <laughs> and they're giving money to creators. Mm-hmm. We should actually probably watch Ali Wong's um, comedy special sometime. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty funny. Yeah, she was. It, the performances were enjoyable. It just seemed, I really, I'm a, whenever any move, and whenever actors get excited to say, ooh, this person improvised. Yeah. It's not just Keanu. <laughs> I, Keanu is Keanu is, we're, I mean, Keanu is a very good actor. Keanu Reeves is best in roles where he doesn't have to talk a lot. And he's really good in them. He's really, really good at them. Like, uh, A Walk in the Clouds is amazing. We love A Walk in the Clouds. And he's phenomenal. He's good. He's good as Don John in 
and much, much ado. ado. Because he just broods. Yeah, um, says, I'm a man of yeah. few words. Yeah. Speed is good. Yeah. I mean, Bill and Ted is excellent. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the next one. Yes. But improvising, any actor, whenever any actors get excited, go, ooh, we improvise this. And I'm like, oh my oh, God, no. no. <laughs> so I think, they, well, it's nice to see, I, I suppose as comedians, maybe you do more writing than other people, mm-hmm. but still, I like it when people have respect for the script, and mm-hmm. you know, and so I think they were talking about how to do sequels, like the maybe the Daniel Day Kim character when he's off in India or something. Yeah. You know, how they could, what they could do a sequel or them the two of them having kids, the main mm-hmm. characters and. You know, hopefully, if they go back, I wouldn't mind watching a sequel, and hopefully they will have learned a couple of things about plot development from this. And, yeah. You know, make it more organic. That's a good word. Ooh, that is. And on that note, it's raining. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, Again. Again. We're in rainy season. Um, it's yes. 11.30. York, Pennsylvania has developed a monsoon season that lasts from April to September. Huh. Although we would like it to get it out of its system and leave us the last two weeks of July pretty dry. That would be nice. But not super hot. Op- that would be optimal. Yes, fairly dry, not super hot. <laughs> so we'll put in that order right now. You've got a month and a half to get that settled. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we do a lot in the summer is talk about the weather and worry about the weather. And, mm-hmm. and we don't have the weather channel anymore, so what are we going to do? How can we obsess about the weather when we don't have the weather channel anymore? <laughs> well, there are apps. True. There's an app for that. There's a weather channel app. Right? <laughs> There's an app for the weather. I wonder mm-hmm. if Elizabeth Warren has a plan for the weather. Of course she does. <laughs> I should add her on Twitter and say, <laughs> well, no, that's like the I Ching. You don't waste your question. No. I have a plan for the weather, which is find us some venues where we can have rain locations indoors. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you don't ask other people for a plan when you have your own. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do still need to find one date. Yeah, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, the Emma Thompson movie is opening. Yes. Really yes. looking forward to that. We're really looking forward to that. Emma Thompson, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling was really, really good in Ocean's 8. She was. We need to talk about Ocean's 8 and heist films sometimes. Yes, we do. Heist films are amazing. This really is a range of conversation. See, these are fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. But uh, subscribe to us and listen to us because we're going to be doing more of these. Right. But Mindy Kaling was really, she was one of my favorite parts, actually. Her yes. Helen Bonham Carter, yes. the Cartier place. That was That great. was so great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, we. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cartier. Cartier. <laughs> Ocean's 8. Watch it if you haven't. Yep. Because it's great it's great it's amazing yeah and so i'm looking forward to mindy kaling and uh, emma thompson because emma thompson's mm-hmm. just got mad style and everything and incredible comic timing mm-hmm. and, she doesn't um, do nearly enough comedies no and she looks so good in suits mm-hmm. i mean that's one of my that's one of the reasons i like um junior <laughs> actually yes. arnold schwarzenegger movie because um emma thompson convincingly has that um well, part of the fun of Junior is that Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are playing 
the maternal people. <laughs> and so you've got Emma Thompson swaggering around a bit. And honestly, I like that. So yeah, that I'm looking for it. looks like she's going to do it again in late night. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> she has aged very well. She has. Yes. So that's what we're doing next weekend. Yeah. So, um, so leave us a message about what you're doing. Look us up on social media. We saw the Gallon Michelle podcast Instagram where I occasionally post pictures because it's on my phone of random things. And if you're on Instagram, also look up, us up at Upstart Arts. Yeah. Because um, we're posting fun photos from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Or check us out on Twitter. I'm at Midnight Maverick. And I'm, no at, I. I'm at Gail Storm. Yeah. G-A-Y-L-E Storm. And Say hello and remember to subscribe and share us with your friends. Thanks for listening. Once again, Michelle forgets to plug in her passcode. Um, oh, let us know who you're rooting for in the World Cup. Yep. Because I'm in the soccer mood. Alrighty. Well, take care. Uh, this is Michelle. This is Gail. And we are signing off for till next Friday when we will update you on the climate. Bye. <laughs>